0: John Moore show on ESPN Central Texas. Final 4 seconds will click off the clock and Texas wins over Baylor snapping the Bears 6 game winning streak. Texas wins over the Bears 76-71 the final score. Well,
1: Finally it comes to the to an end. Baylor outshot its last 3 games and still won against high quality opponents. In this game they just uh, couldn't withstand that. They shooted at just 37% for the ball game.
0: Now back to today's JMO radio show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here is the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Those two uh, yahoos with the call on Monday in Austin. Longhorns win the game by five. But again, as we said, uh, if, and it's a big if, but if Baylor had won that game on Monday, we would, and all the other results had stayed the same this week, We would have a six-way tie for first place in the league standings at the midway point. How about that? When you talk about a lot of good teams and parity and a tough game every night, nothing speaks to that more than that possibility. Instead, it's uh, Texas on top, four-way tie for second. Baylor sitting in sixth at five and four in the league. It's been an interesting first half of the conference round, Robin. Certainly uh, nine more big games to play in the second half of the schedule. Thought it would be good to uh, welcome in our next guest to, to get his thoughts on the Big 12 game so far, the race, and what lies ahead. man who's got his finger on the pulse of Big 12 basketball, Mark Neely, joins us now. And, Mark, we appreciate your time today.
1: Hey, John, always a pleasure, my friend. You act like you are surprised that we had the possibility of a midway <laughs> tie
0: right. at the
1: midway point. It's insane, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I guess we should have expected that. Or maybe, uh, you know, I don't know if a 10-way tie is possible, but (laughs) we're not far off of a six-way tie. (laughs) Hadn't it been crazy so far this year?
1: It has. And you know those top six teams that you're referring to are, you know, are rock-solid NCAA tournament teams. What's interesting from an outside perspective is, you know, which of those other four are going to get in the NCAA tournament? And I really think Oklahoma State took a big step in that direction last night really just kind of – Dismantling OU in Norman in front of a capacity crowd, four days after the Sooners had beaten the the uh, you know number two team in the country, Alabama, and what was one of the most dynamic, crazy days in the history of Lloyd Noble Center there. Yeah.
0: Now. Did you? Uh, I didn't get to watch. Did you do that game last night?
1: I, I did do the Oklahoma State. Uh, OU game last night and KU K-State the
0: night before. Perfect. Okay. You've had a full week then of games, so we appreciate your time. I was doing uh, the Baylor women last night, so didn't get to uh, tap into Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Um, but what What do you, uh, you know, look at it at the midway point. What, what are your overriding thoughts on this league at the midpoint of the conference round, Robin?
1: I think those top six teams, obviously any of the six, are capable of winning the conference you know, we're probably going to see a team or two. Who knows? Maybe even three share this thing at the end. But I think the top six all have the caliber of teams that if, you know, a few breaks go their way, uh, then they're going to find themselves at the top of the uh, at least grab a share of the conference uh, championship. You know, that may be a team with, I'm going to say at least five losses, if not six. And some say even seven losses could still get you a share. And and I don't think that's all that crazy.
0: Yeah, isn't that wild to think about that? You know, the, the conference champion could be 11-7 and seven in the league this year. I mean, that's not that far-fetched.
1: No, not at all. And, and, and I'll have Baylor a couple times next week. I'll have your OU game there in Waco and then uh, over at TCU. So as we just keep inching closer to the finish line of the regular season, the games just keep getting bigger and bigger. But, you know, no question from a Baylor standpoint, those first couple of home games, losing – Two home games by three points. Really, Baylor is just a couple of baskets away from being the team at the top of the conference right now by themselves. But, you know, sometimes that's the way the ball bounces in this conference.
0: Yeah. And the Bears have done a good job uh, bouncing back from that 0-3 start in the league. You know, they'd won six straight before losing Monday in Austin. Um, And and I'm not sure how many six-game winning streaks we'll see by anybody the rest of the way. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. It, it's going to be pretty darn difficult. There's just just too many good teams, and it's so difficult to win on the road in this conference that, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really unlikely. Watching the game, your game at, in, in, uh, at Texas the other night, you know, it just seemed like it was just a bad start. You know, it, 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 it's difficult to overcome. I've unfortunately not – I've been inside the news. have not had a game there. kind of home court environment or advantage can Texas develop that into? Because I'll be honest, you know, for me, Texas is kind of the enigma in the conference. And I'm not just saying that because they're leaving the conference soon. But, you know, the Irwin...
0: Mark, you're breaking up a little bit, um, but I, I think what you were saying was, and I, if this is right, I agree with you. It is much more of a home court advantage for Texas in the Moody Center, really, than they ever had in the Frank Irwin Center.
1: I'm actually driving home to Kansas City at this very moment. <laughs> came in Norman last night, ended a little too late, being to a drive home, and we realized I don't know if anything happened in Waco overnight, but there was some some freezing rain overnight in norman so i didn't get out of norman until about 11 a.m uh central time when the the temperature got above freezing i thought it was pretty safe to roll on so my apologies for
0: no no that happens no problem yeah
1: cell phone tires
0: yeah no problem we've had uh we understand that and we've had our share of ice the last couple of days uh kind of thawing out a little bit today from that so we know uh we know what you're going through right now Tell me about if you did that game um, Tuesday, Kansas, Kansas State. uh, Kansas State, of course, won the first meeting, overtime, Manhattan, you know, huge win. Kansas wasn't going to let that happen in Allen Fieldhouse on Tuesday, were they? Yeah. uh,
1: uh, The KU game, it's Fieldhouse.
0: All right, Aaron, talk to him. Talk to him offline a little bit and see if we can figure that out, and we'll uh, continue with Mark Neely. But sell issues as he drives home. He did the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game last night. Oklahoma State winning over uh, the Sooners in Norman, 71-61. And Mark did that one on ESPN2 last night. And he did the Kansas-Kansas State game on Tuesday. Uh, Kansas winning uh, on their home floor 90-78 to to get the split of the season series with uh, with K-State. And those two teams uh, now tied part of that four-way tie for second in the league standings, both at 6-3 and in the conference, both a game back of league-leading Texas. All right, what do you think? Try it again? All right, Mark, appreciate you sticking with us. Thank you very much. We were talking about Kansas and K-State on Tuesday. Uh, Kansas was not going to let K-State sweep them, were they, this year.
1: I think everybody that that, that doesn't have the, the uh, name Kansas across their uniform <laughs> knows what it's like, at a field house. Yes, <laughs> you know I, I think that's an. Actual... I'm saying who got teed up in that game. His comments, I thought afterwards, were ones that most head coaches, uh, if they're human too, they caught up in the emotion. And let's face it, I Fieldhouse gets field Football, and he says that can affect the, the way the calls go. And he really felt like there were some calls that weren't being made on the Kansas end, that were getting called on his team. I was doing the game with Jay Billis. Jay is not afraid to call out think about you know what he thinks about it and he and he concurred, but probably last now wouldn't I?
0: Yeah, and Coach uh, Tang, I think part of what he said was, I've been here a lot of times, and I've seen this a lot of games before, and uh, that translated means uh, with Baylor going into Allen Fieldhouse and having seen it before. So that was, I think, the history he was uh, referring to, don't you think, in postgame? Hi, John. I think I got you back
1: here. My apologies, I-35, I'm between them.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, this this happens, and you throw in weather, and you throw in uh, traveling, so uh, we appreciate Mark being on with us. We will uh, maybe try to reconnect, how about that, or see if there's, uh, Aaron, you just tell me if we have a better option there, but Mark Neely again with ESPN, uh, it really, again, has his finger on the pulse of Big 12 basketball. Look at the two games he's done this week, Kansas-Kansas State and Oklahoma State at Oklahoma, so Um, And we'll see him twice next week. As Mark said, he'll do the Baylor OU game. That's here in Waco on Wednesday and the Baylor TCU game Saturday week in Fort Worth. Um, This week, uh, by the way, Baylor and Texas Tech in the Ferrell Center. Aaron, that is a national CBS game at noon on Saturday. And uh, Matt Roberts tells me uh, Ian Eagle will be here and Bill Raftery will be here for the game. Oh, wow. I think that's pretty cool. Now, now, a lot of people will say they don't tune in to games because of the announcers, but I think if it's Ian Eagle and Bill Raftery, people would tune in yeah, pretty, <laughs> because of the announcers. Pretty good team, yeah. Right, right. Just happy that it's on the national network, and like we talked about. There <laughs> we right? go. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. we'll skip that. Yeah, not on Paramount Plus on Saturday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's not on,
1: it's, it's not on uh, Peacock.
0: Yeah, yeah, Peacock. So uh, so that's next for the Bears, Baylor, and Texas Tech. We appreciate uh, Mark and his time, but and apologize. We couldn't uh, have a better, stronger connection to spend a little more time with him. The game's coming up on Saturday. Uh, how about Kansas at Iowa State? That is 11 a.m. on ESPN. Tech at Baylor, noon on CBS. TCU at Oklahoma State, 1 o'clock on Big 12 now on ESPN+. 10th-ranked Texas at number 7, Kansas State. That is 3 o'clock on ESPN2 on Saturday, and then the nightcap Oklahoma at West Virginia, 7 o'clock Central on ESPN2. So uh, another full round of games and uh, great games, hard-to-predict games uh, coming up on Saturday as we start the second half of the round robin. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Do appreciate you being with us today. We're brought to you in part by Alliance Bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, independently owned and they've been helping families and businesses in